Welcome back to the Go to Go podcast, man. Episode 12, week 11 of the NFL season right around the corner. This week, got to go over our predictions from last week. Another segment of Hot or Not. Quick little new segment, pretenders or contenders. And then obviously our week 12 picks. How you feeling today, bro? Um, Got to, you know, readjust to the Eagles losing a football game. Saw Eagles beat writer tweet that it's been over 300 days since the Eagles have lost a football game. So, you know, I've kind of been out of the loop in this losing thing. But hopefully, you know, take it a chin. We'll learn from it. and We'll talk about it. No doubt. No doubt. This week went six and eight on the picks. You went eight and six. Sitting at um, 82 and 68. You're sitting at 96 and 56. Once again, nothing I can't fix. Um, hot or not, bro, I'm going to jump right into it. I got two for you this week. Let's go. Hot or not, the Dolphins will finish as the number one team in the AFC East. That is not a hot take at all. That Dolphins, I mean, right now they got their offense going for them. Arguably the best offense in the league. We were at the game. We got to see it firsthand, you know, in person. And it looked just as advertised. If you want to say the Chiefs have the best offense right now because they have Mahomes playing like an MVP, sure, you can say that. But, I mean, the Dolphins, they're, they're right there, right up there with them. What Mike McDaniels has done with this offense and, you know, kind of revived to his career and those two weapons on the outside, we know what they're capable of. We saw Jeff Wilson have a big game on Sunday. That run game is starting to get going now. I mean, if the Dolphins can tighten up on defense and, you know, figure it out a little bit on that side of the ball, there's nothing really stopping them, and I'd go as far as to say they can possibly finish as the number one seed in the AFC, not just their division. I mean, their offense is playing so good. They, they can score with anybody in the league right now. Yeah, man, second hot or not up. Josh Allen is not clutch enough to win the Bills a Super Bowl. It's funny you bring that up because I have a question just like that about Josh Allen's along the same lines, but I'm going to say – that is a hot take right now, but I do agree with it. Um, Right now, Josh Allen, he's kind of looking like his rookie or year two self. And I think a key part of what's you know missing in that Bills offense is no more Brian Dable. We see Brian Dable leave, go to New York, and Daniel Jones is like, just had a rebirth. His career just got like fixed out of nowhere. And that's kind of the same thing what Brian Dable did with Josh Allen. He was really raw coming out. He had a decent year two. And then it's like year three, it just clicked and Josh Allen went nuclear. So uh, it's going to be tough to win to win a championship. I mean, you see how good the Chiefs are playing, although the uh, Bills, just they beat them earlier this year. That's always going to be a tough game. The Dolphins, like I just mentioned last segment, they're playing as good as football on offense as anybody, and they can score with the Bills, and we saw them do that earlier this year. They ran into a good defense in the Jets in their own division. We saw what happened. So I think that is a hot take because I still believe in Josh Allen and his ability and you know that defense as well, playing some of the best football. But it's starting to look that way, man. It's... It's, it's on Josh Allen's back. Yeah, man. Those are the only two I had for you. So, I got three. Um, I'll start you off with this one. Hot or not, Christian Watson's breakout game 
will just prove that he will be a reliable target for Rodgers for the rest of the season. I'm say that's not a hot take just because what else Rodgers have to work with right now? We know Christian Watson got talent. He got speed. There's always a question about the hands. That was really it for him. Can he catch a ball? Um, I think we saw him do that. I think he still had to drop that game. But either way, he had four catches, three touchdowns, 107 yards, I think. 100-plus yards, whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was 107. I mean, you catch the ball four times for 100-plus yards, and three of them are tutties. I think Rodgers got to look your way now. Like, there's no denying that Watson's a reliable target for Rodgers at this point with injuries, Romeo Dobbs out. It's really Tunyon and a couple running backs he throws to. Like, I mean, look at the rest of the receiving core. Lazard's injured, right? I think think he was playing last game. Either way, I mean, teams are going to lock in on Lazard because they know he's been there the longest. So Watson's going to get the number two DB create opportunities. Rodgers got to take advantage if he wants to win football games. Yeah, and especially that first touchdown he had caught from Rodgers like it the when they played the Vikings week 1 and he dropped that one bomb, like that was like in stride, like he had to reach out. Like he should have caught it, but like you could see how someone drops it. Bro, that one Rodgers threw him on that first touchdown, like he literally like it was impossible for him to drop. Like it was literally like Rodgers put it like right here. Like he didn't even have to reach out or nothing. It was just in his like breadbasket. It's a crazy throw, but yeah, I think that that this game, this past game, should be you know, good signs to come for the Packers fans. All right, hot or not, Jeff Saturday was the right hire for the Colts. That's a hot take. I mean, you saw one game. We talked about this personally, and a little bit last week on the podcast. Uh, we were driving to the Dolphins game, and you were like, "The last time Jeff Saturday coached a football game." What was it? You said the I score? Think, I think it was in 2020 he coached during the pandemic year of a high school team. I believe – I could be wrong, but I believe the stat I saw is his record was like 3-10 and 10 or some shit like that. Yeah, 3-10 and 10 of a high school football team. I know a lot of football teams that are better than 3-10. and 10. Um, Not the Raiders. <laughs> I, I was talking high school football, man, but, I mean, the, the Raiders are different. You saw you saw him tweet the the Raiders they suck or what whatever his tweet was exactly yeah, like a Basically, few weeks ago. Yeah, now he's an NFL head coach. I mean, maybe this could kickstart his career. I wouldn't say it was exactly the right choice, but I mean, if he's winning football games, no one can argue that. Like, I, it was one game that had a bench, Sam Ellinger, and mm-hmm. then Matt Ryan came in and then won them the game. When you got a guy like Matt Ryan, you kind of coach the game yourself. It's not like Saturday's calling plays or anything like that, but. I mean, maybe a little fire under them, bro. I always talk about how head coaches, when they get fired, a new guy comes in and kind of lights the fire under a team. So maybe that's what the Colts needed for. And maybe he was coaching up the O-line because Jonathan Taylor got it going. He did. Jonathan Taylor liked his um, last year's self. All right, and the last one I got along the same lines with the Josh Allen question. Hot or not, Josh Allen is holding the Bills back right now. I wouldn't say holding the Bills back just because the fact that, I mean, Josh Allen's still an elite QB, bound to make mistakes. But, all right, the fumble shouldn't have happened. It happened. That throw over the middle in the OT, uncharacteristic, one. I don't know if I'd say uncharacteristic at this point. I mean, he was, like, looking dead in the middle of the field, and it's like he almost didn't see Pat Pete. 
Yeah, he saw Pat Pete right over the middle and threw the ball right at him. Uh, Josh Allen, we've seen him make plays before, bro. That clearly wasn't his best moment. In the future, I don't expect throws like that, but I wouldn't say he's holding holding the Bills back, but definitely playing hurt too, but you didn't even see like his elbow was really affecting him. It was more his Locked, decision yeah. making. He was he was still throwing the ball all over the field. Yeah. And then <laughs> I have one like I'll just I'll just ask you one like fake hot or not, just to see what you think. <laughs> Hot or not, Baker Mayfield will lead the Panthers to a win against his old division rivals, the Ravens, this week. No chance. <laughs> uh, bro, I don't even got to get to explaining. There's just no chance. If it's not the Bengals, Baker Mayfield hasn't had success against them. So we're just going to end it at that, bro. Speaking of which, might as well just lead me into my next question. Yep. Pretenders yep. or contenders, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, this, this was a, this was a good one for me, but I, I picked, I said they could be contenders and the main reason for that is, you know, number eight, who they have at quarterback. I think right now the Cardinal or the Ravens, excuse me, will go as far as Lamar can take them. And I do believe he has that Super Bowl ceiling right now. He's top 10 in touchdowns, passer rating, and he's second in QB rushing yards. I mean, we've seen, we've seen him drastically improve as a pocket passer this year. He looks a lot more comfortable and better at making decisions in the pocket this year. Not really, you know, just bailing out of the pocket. He's using his legs to step up and make reads in the pocket. So that's really, really going to help, you know, this team's chances. But really, he can, like I said earlier this year, he can backpack, you know, the team he has and elevate those weapons. I know, I believe Bateman is out for the season. The running backs have been banged up. But, I mean, as long as he has Andrews and likely has stepped up as well at the tight end position, we know how much he likes to target those tight ends over the middle. I mean, the defense takes the ball away at a really high rate. They're on one of the top teams in takeaways, but, I mean, they're not too good against the pass at all or the run. So if they can, you know, tighten up on defense, I believe Lamar has the ability to take the Ravens all the way. So I would say the Baltimore Ravens are contenders right now. And for me, is you think the Vikings are contenders or pretenders? Man, I think I think they could be contenders out there, bro. The Kirk Duggins, I mean, sin with one loss right now at this point in the season, bro. You can't deny the fact that the Vikings. Every, everyone can say what they want about schedule. Went into Philly, or not? Didn't go into Philly. Well, but, they did go into Philly, but yeah, they they, they, lost they lost by in three Philly. touchdowns. Yeah, early on in the year, week two, you know, prime time Kirk. Hopefully, he could change that narrative this season. I think they could contend for a Super Bowl. They have a run game, able to control the clock. The defense steps up when they need to, playing some good football. Pat Pete said they thought I was done or whatever after the game, and he was screaming. But I mean. They got weapons. Jay Jets, obviously, most insane catch of all time, probably. Wait, do you think that was better than Odell's catch? All right, ESPN, but I, I might rock with it. But it's also recency. Like Odell's catch, he was pi'd, thrown. That ball was and out was, of bounds, and it was a touchdown. Yeah, but in the corner of an end zone, like he had to get his feet in, and 
So I'm, I'm going to say Odell's is still better, bro, but I think that might be the best competition Odell's had on that catch. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I I think Odell's catch is 1-8, and that's, like, very, very close 1-B. Like that, the, the touchdown and the flag might have separated it, it. It was insane. It was, what, like, 4th and 11, 4th and 18 or some, like, crazy shit like that, and Kurt literally just threw it up. <laughs> and the crazy part about it, like, that catch, like, it's not like he like caught it with one hand and bobbled it. Like he literally had control of the ball the whole time with that one hand, and it just took it from the defender. I I think it was because the defender also had his hands on it. Yeah, the defender had two hands on it, and JJ <laughs> had one and just came down with it. Ever his skinny ass said, "Give me that, bro." <laughs> it's crazy, but I, I think I think they're contenders, bro. The only, I, I just don't know about Kirk and prime time, you know, and. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, that's the problem I have. Like, when it comes to the Eagles, they're like, oh, like, you guys beat Kirk Cousin in primetime. Like, it is whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, you can't use that, like, against the Eagles and then say, like, oh, the Vikings are going to be contenders. Because for them to do anything, like, he has to win primetime in the playoffs. Like, all playoff games are primetime. <laughs> like, what? Like, Except what, wild card weekend. The, yeah, what is he, like, if they get the early game where there's, like, what, two other games going on? But, like, regardless, if they want to go anywhere, I think Kirk Cousins does have to, you know, elevate his game in primetime. And he, he also does, you know, kind of throw the ball away too many times. But He did throw two picks. Yeah. Uh, in the in the NFC, I think the Vikings have a shot, but I think there are a few teams that take over them in the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so we're gonna jump right into Week Eleven, man. Our picks Thursday night football, man. We got Tennessee Titans on a road at Lambeau against the Pack. Man, I, I got the Titans, bro. Something about just the way they've been playing. And really just sticking to their motto, turn around, hand it off to Derrick Henry. Got a little creative with that flea flicker this week. Mm-hmm. Tannehill threw the touchdown. I mean, he's going to throw for 170 yards, I think, every week. Hand the ball off to Derrick Henry 20-plus. Control the clock. Packers really don't have an identity. Starting to step it up, looking good. Rodgers might be back. But I, I just think that injury to Sean Gary, man, when you look at it, the pack really going to have to stop the run against Derrick Henry. It's going to be a tough task to do. I think the Titans go into Lambeau in the cold, kind of just c- control the tempo of the game with Derrick Henry and uh, really rely on the run game. Yeah, I mean, I could completely see that happening, but I, I just think right now the, the Packers, they got a really, really big win at home against what is one of the best defenses in the league right now. So... I mean, the Packers, they're hot. They're on fire. Derrick Henry didn't have the best game last week. He had 19 carries for 53 yards, no touchdown. But I think his presence is, you know, still good enough for the Packers to have to respect. I I just think in Lambeau, it'll be that cold weather. You know, these these are games, I think it'll, it'll come down to, you know, what team can make the most big plays. And at the end of the day, if I have Aaron Rodgers versus Ryan Tannehill, uh, give me Rodgers. So. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> so no, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. a rock, I'm a rock with the Packers at home, man. All right, next game up: Chicago Bears go to the Superdome in Atlanta against the Falcons, bro. Give me Justin Fields and company, bro. He's Falcons. Wrong. Falcons started the season kind of like what I think the Bears are now, almost. Um, Falcons really have struggled of late. 
Mm-hmm. Offense hasn't gotten going. Mariota's looked pretty bad. Justin Fields running for 150 yards plus in back-to-back games. Justin Fields has literally put himself in, like, best running quarterback of all time conversation in, in like, four weeks. games. <laughs> like, it's insane. Yeah, no doubt. I was, like, I was talking to one of my coworkers. He asked if he should trade for David Montgomery, and I was, like, no. Sitting there <laughs> thinking, yeah, like, they're just going to – Justin Fields, 170 yards. That's He's all like the rushing RB3 yards. He's, like, RB3 on that team right now. Like, Khalil Herbert is, a bit, like, above well, him. Herbert, Herbert just went to IR. Oh, he just got hurt? Yeah. Oh, and now he's RB2 because Justin Fields <laughs> exactly. is clear RB1 in that team. Yeah, no doubt. He's bro. such a dynamic runner, bro. That's, that's what I was telling him. But Bears on the road in the Dome, so conditions are going to be nice for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. He threw three TDs against the Finns. I don't know about last week, but he had two. But he threw he that had, pick it six some, too. It was a he did, but it was like a stat or some shit. It was like he had the most. I think it was like three or four consecutive games with like two rushing TDs, two passing TDs, and then like a certain amount of yards, like on some crazy shit. So he's been, he's been throwing the ball too. Yeah, I got the Bears. Yeah, I just think Justin Fields, he's hot at the right time. You know, the Falcons, it's at home, so I could see this being a scrappy game. But I just think, you know, right now, Justin Fields, what the ability we've seen him do over these past few weeks, I think Justin Fields himself, with his, you know, dynamic running ability and him being a decent enough passer, he can literally win games himself. And I... I think, you know, the bottom end teams like the Falcons, our teams, he's going to be able to, you know, just will the Bears a win again. So I, I think on the road, it'll, it'll be a good win for Justin Fields and the um, and company if they can pull it off. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to rock with the Bears as well. Next up, we got your Philadelphia Eagles 8-1 and one against, you know, the Jeff Saturday Indianapolis Colts. And, you know, you were, you were saying that you might mess around and pick the Eagles until they lose – and I was just going to mess around and pick everyone that the <laughs> Eagles played against and pick them in the win. But yeah. th- this one, I can't even do that, bro. It's the Colts. I know they got a win last week. They're a little <clears throat> height. But Eagles just a better team up and down. You look at the roster. And you can't even say coaching at this point. I- I'm not even sure. <laughs> but I-, I got the Eagles. It's in Indy. Might be a little close, but I, I got the Eagles. You get the ball to Miles Sanders, too. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Eagles, and I'm not going to say it reluctantly, but I'm going to, you know, pick them. But in the back of my head, I do have visions of, you know, 2021 Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> and right now, the, the biggest concern, and we we saw it last night, was just, you know, the time of possession, the defense not being able to stop the run at all. I mean, they, they held the running backs to, you know, decent yards per carry, but it, it was just, you know, the timing, like – it was always third and two, third and three, you know, second and 10, they get a six-yard run. So it's third and manageable. The Vikings, or not the Vikings, excuse me, the Commanders, I believe com- they converted over 50% on third down. They were like 12 for 21. Like, if your team is doing that, like, it, there's just there's just nothing you can do, you know. We're desperately, desperately missing Jordan Davis in the middle, helping with that run defense. So, right now, I do believe Eagles are the better team. I think, you know, we will get the ranked game going a lot earlier. I'm not really too mad at the offense. You know, a couple crazy, you know, fluke, unlucky plays happened that kind of, you know, set the offense back. But 
My main concern right now is the defense and their ability to stop the run. Jonathan Taylor, we saw last year, was had one of the best, you know, rushing seasons we've ever seen. He was unstoppable. And against this Eagles defense, he I was cause I was watching um some of the clips and highlights last week about of of earlier today of the Colts game. And I'm like, of course, Jonathan Taylor, like, you know, gets hot, has a really good game right before he plays the Eagles. He's been doing shit all season. So he's feeling it, but hopefully, you know, we can make some adjustments, step it up all around on defense. And I'm not too worried about the offense. I think the offense will be good. Although Dallas Goddard did go down with, I believe, a shoulder injury and he's out for a few weeks, not, you know, season ending, but he'll be out for a few weeks. So that hurts. He's been a really big part of our offense, arguably playing as the second best tight end in the league. So we'll see, you know, who steps up for him. But I do think we're the better team. I do think, you know, on the road, we face some adversity. Now we really get to see how good Jalen Hurts is, you know, after a loss, playing from behind, so to speak, (laughs) now because, you know, we've lost. So everyone's seeing how um, this team is going to respond. I think we respond good. I think we handle business on the road. But, you know, I've been looking at the schedule. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself, but – we got some games I, I might be picking against the Eagles the next few weeks if I don't see this run defense tighten up or Jordan Davis come back anytime soon. All right. Uh, we, well, a couple of weeks ago, we, we talked about divisions, the AFC East and the NFC East. I just wanted to bring up not really trying to draw any AFC East and NFC East. Uh, bro, both of them have all four teams above 500. So, obviously, the East – both NFC and AFC playing mm-hmm. playing pretty pretty good football to this point. I mean, you got four teams over five hundred. It's funny because in the beginning of the year, we literally thought it was going to be the West, like the NFC West. Yeah, and they're and probably then, the worst. Yeah, and the AFC West, where now it's just looking like they have two bottom teams. Chargers are banged up, and the Chiefs should have run away with that. But it's kind of interesting how the coasts just flip. <laughs> That's the name of the game, bro. Um, next game up, New York Jets travel to Foxborough against the Patriots. Um, I, I've never been a firm believer on the Jets, even when they're high. This could be a close game, though. Don't get me wrong. But I got the Patriots, bro. Stevenson looking too good. Um, that running game's really got going. Defense starting to step up. You know, Bill Belichick, coach of defense, is always going to play their hearts out. Yeah, Matt Judon. Saw so, saw so you guys in the TikTok comments saying Matt Judon DPOY, uh, agreeing with Tyler. He, he just got a couple sacks right now. Uh, I don't want to get too ahead. Of, <laughs> a couple sacks. Last year he was leading the league in sacks, and then he's cooled off at the end. But I give credit where credit is due. I like Matt Judon as a player. He obviously played in Baltimore, so I've seen him a lot. Always always a factor in the in the pass rush game, mm-hmm. but. I got the Patriots, better coach team, more discipline, uh, and their quarterback's not going to make as many mistakes as the Jets. Yeah, I think this should actually be one of the best games of the week. Both of these teams are coming off of a bye, so both of them should you know, have an extra week of rest and an extra week of preparation coming in. And the Patriots, you know, they stole one up there in MetLife earlier this year from the Jets, and I just think it's going to be hard for them to go into Foxborough and win this game. Now, I can clearly see the Jets winning. They have a really good defense. Another little fun fact, they're undefeated on the road this year. They haven't lost on the road. So 
they know how to get it done, you know, in hostile environments, on the road with their backs against the wall. But I just kind of like you mentioned, I just think this week the Patriots coming out of the bye are just going to be too good, too well coached. They're not going to make too many too many mistakes. And I think that Patriots defense might give. Um, I'm Zach blank- yes, I just completely <laughs> blanked on his name. Zach Wilson, some fits and. I think it'll be a good competitive game. It'll probably be low scoring because both of these teams have good defenses. But I just I'm gonna take the Patriots at home. The Jets are still a really good team, but it'll be it'll be a tough one on the road. I got two things. One, all right, TJB football Jets undefeated on the road. I, I see you. Never brought up that stat before, bro. Yeah, they, I, they haven't you, lost you on the road out. this year. And then two, I, I don't even blame you for forgetting Zach Wilson's name <laughs> after we, we had a bit of technical difficulties man we've been sitting here for a minute bro so we just getting back in the groove of things I don't man even, I just forgot his name though nah, it is understandable bro <laughs> is he a forgettable quarterback hey, bro I didn't want to I didn't want to bash the man bro but not, no. the technical difficulties let's just go with that bro I think I think the Jets are heading in the right direction man Zach Wilson he he's showing Enough to where he could possibly be their franchise quarterback. All right, man. Next game up, the red-hot Taylor Heineke Commanders on the road against the Houston Texans. Well, I've always been a believer in the Texans' run game, but you know Davis Mills was one of the passing leaders last week? Yeah, he had like 300 yards against the fraudulent Giants defense. Yeah, just make it make sense, bro, because whenever I pick the Texans, Davis Mills doesn't show up, and it's Damian Pierce uh, trying to carry the team on his back. But the commanders, man, Taylor Heineke, uh, I was watching, I don't know who it was, bro, but whoever it was, shout out to y'all, man, uh, called Taylor Heineke the Batman of football. Just whenever the commanders need some type of magic, Taylor Heineke always does it, but when he's like supposed to be the man, he kind of folds. Did you know that um the year the Steelers went eleven and zero, they beat the um football team at the time ended their streak, and then this year they ended our eight and zero streak. Heineke. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, he, he did he did the the Steelers too. Yeah, it was Heineke. I remember it was oh, like so, on a Thursday so night. Maybe game. that's what they're calling. Yeah. Bro, that was the year where the Steelers had Big Ben, and he sucked, right? And well, he was, didn't. The, he didn't. The defense he was, was yes, getting carried. He was declining. But he was throwing the ball like all the time. Yeah, that was like when was Chase, like the, Chase Claypool yeah. had his like breakout year. Him and yeah, he Juju had like was 10 banged t- up maybe. Yeah, Claypool had like ten touchdowns as a rookie. Deontay had a good year, yeah. but like Big Ben was just like throwing the ball every. Does that air raid offense? Yeah, and that was the year before they were like, all right, we need a running back. So then they drafted Najee. And yeah. yeah, bro, I remember that year because they were like not too flashy, but it was the defense they were always talking about, and who I call fraudulent, Mika Fitzpatrick over there at safety. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I remember that year as well. Yeah, now. that was that was but COVID year 2020. I'm, I'm a rock with a commander. Yeah, yeah, the COVID year when uh, the Steelers went in the playoffs and got smacked by Baker Mayfield. Uh, <laughs> and also the year, you know what, I'm not even going to get in. I got the commanders for on the road. Um. This could have been recency bias, and I was going to pick the Texans just because the Commanders beat us last week. But the Texans have been competitive in, pre- in a lot of games they played. You know, two weeks ago on Thursday night against the Eagles, it was a close game that entire first half. They had their way in the first half with the run game, and that was kind of what brought up, you know, those questions on the run game for the Eagles. 
last week, Damian Pierce had a decent game on the ground. He fumbled once, but he he still ran pretty good. And, you know, we saw Davis Mills air it out for over 300 yards and I think two touchdowns, two or three touchdowns, if I believe. I'm not mistaken. So on the offensive side of the ball, I believe the Texans are competent enough to score. It's just their defense, man. I think I believe I heard somewhere something. I think they lead the league in uh, missed tackles right now. Their defense just isn't really that good. You can run on them. You can throw against them. Coming off of a very pinnacle win, the Commanders kind of looked like they were celebrating their Super Bowl win last week, beating the Eagles. But I do think they're the better team, so I'm going to pick the Commanders. As much as it hurts me, I'm going to pick the Commanders. Although, Texans, be on alert, upset alert. I'm going to pick the Commanders. Yeah, and we we were at the Dolphins game in the 1 o'clock window, so we we didn't get to watch the 1 o'clock window games live. Really just had to go back, look at highlights, and uh, relapse game tape. So, it just a little. Um, Next game up, Rams-Saints. I mean, seems like every week we get one of these garbage bowls. <laughs> I think that this definitely is the garbage bowl, bro. It Rams, is. worst offense in the league, possibly. I think um, they, they were the worst offense in the league. And then now Cooper Cup arguably out for the year. Yeah, Cooper Cup, I saw he's probably come back like week fifteen or something like something. What's the point then? Like you're gonna be oh, nowhere no, near no, playoff no, contention. No, like you yeah. might as well just sit out the rest of the year, dog. Obviously Rams Cardinals both had backup QBs. <laughs> they did. Um but the Cardinals really offense looked pretty solid in their outing. Um Cole McCoy balled out. I wouldn't go balled out, but he's an NFL vet, bro. He, enough, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Got him in the win, bro. You can't argue. Uh, he's got a better record when Cod's out than Kyler Murray this year. So, <laughs> But somehow, some way, you know what, bro? I'm changing my pick, bro. I had the Rams. I'm switching it. Give me New Orleans. Jarvis Landry is back. He did have a decent game last week. I'll give was him like that. was like four catches, bro. Come yeah. On, <laughs> Actually, no, never mind. He yeah. did drop a pass, and like it was an interception for the Steelers. But like down the line. Either way, man, we know he got Hart, Chris Olave, Kamara's playing better football. They just got more weapons, bro. When you, you look at the, the Rams, they really got no offensive weapons. Stafford without his favorite target. You just talked about if it's not Cooper Cup, who is he throwing to? Cooper Cup's definitely not playing. So even if Stafford plays. I mean, it's just you're gonna ask Jalen Ramsey just to make a pick six or Aaron Donald, Donald to murder sack. someone, like, yeah. uh, bro, going there and I don't even know, like, he's probably getting triple teamed on the D line, bro. You'd have to go through three O line, like, bro, just just give me, the, I got the Saints, man. Yeah, I'm not mad at that pick at all, but you know. I mentioned it last week. I'm just going to pick against the Saints every week because the Eagles have their first-round pick. Right now, it's the number four projected pick right now. So I just want to see the Saints keep losing. I do think they could be the better team, kind of like you mentioned, the Rams' offense. I have not been a believer in the Rams, you know, since the beginning. Our first episode, I said they might be frauds, you know, be on the lookout. Post-first week, yeah. Well, it was it was our – Second episode, but yeah, yeah, yeah. After, this is after, after the they Thursday played the Bills, yeah, 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 yeah. So I can I, I can clearly see a world where the Saints win, but 
Saints do have their own issues. You know, a little quarterback controversy. Is the red rifle starting? Is it going to be Jameis? Not too sure yet. I mean, outside of Chris Olave, Kamara, Juice, they're back healthy. What is that offense? I mean, this, like you said, it's the garbage bowl. It's a, it could go either way. But I want the Saints to lose so our pick can be even better. So give me the Rams on the road. Hopefully Stafford plays and, like, figures out something against the Saints defense that's not really good at all. You saw Kenny Pickett, like, pick them apart last week. He had a decent game against them. So maybe Matt Stafford can do the same and pull out a win. I was just going to ask, bro, uh, who's the leader in NFC West? The Seahawks. Oh, yeah. And then they're not even playing that good. Because I was about to say the Saints got a chance to win a division, but I guess so do the Rams. At the same time, they both. Wait, you talking about the, the NFC South or the NFC West? I'm talking about both the divisions. Like the Saints have a chance to win the no, South. Rams don't have a shot. They kind of do, though. They have three wins, right? Okay, I think the Seahawks have they're six. Not, they're not better. Than, he literally just lost to the Cardinals last week. I'm just saying, bro. They're not better than the 49ers or oh, the Seahawks. You're right, the 49ers. But the Saints, I mean, it's really Tampa Bay, and they're playing not great football at all. Their record's not, I don't think it's above 500. I, I think they're winning the division right now under 500. And the Saints, obviously. They might, they might be right after. So, so they both, game. like, I'm saying, like, they're both bad teams, but they both could make the playoffs. So I just think the Saints have a better chance at that. I don't think there's any way either one of them make the playoffs right now. Moving on. Cleveland Browns in Buffalo against the Bills. Sometimes I call it when, when the Browns win football games, bro. And I think right now it's a pivotal moment in the season. You're one week removed from Deshaun Watson making his return to the NFL. You get a road win against the Buffalo Bills, that's momentum. And it's hard for me to say this because I drastically want to see a coaching change to the fullest extent between the head coach and the defensive coordinator with all my heart because the team is undisciplined to the fullest, to its fullest. They decide to go with analytics and a bunch of stuff. You said it when we were at the game. And, I mean, we're sitting good seats. We're sitting at the corner, though, the corner. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how are these holes so big for Jeff Wilson? It's because the Browns have no ability to stop the run because they have the worst defensive tackles in the NFL. They only care about pass rush. So when it comes down to it, they look at the analytics, who's the best pass rushing defensive tackles. And they don't get anybody to clog, clog the middle, bro. I mean – I don't need an interior pass rush that's going to get there, what, six times a year for sacks? Like, I mean, there's no interior D lineman that's Aaron yeah. Donald getting double-digit sacks like that. You got guys like Tavon, Taven Bryant. Like, it, it's just so bad. Taven the Bryant. linebackers are playing out of position, um, and they can't stop the run either. Like, don't get me wrong, JOK is good. He needs to work on his uh, run defense. Along with the rest of the guys, obviously Anthony Walker out, bro. But Sion Taki Taki's just not proven anything as a third-round pick up to this point. Supposed to be a run stopper. He can't stop the run. Saw a screenshot of the Jeff Wilson touchdown where he ran up the sideline, our sideline, up into the end zone. Bro, I mean, you looked the picture. Taki Taki had his back turned to Jeff Wilson 
with the offensive lineman on the ground, <laughs> one-on-one in the hole, a linebacker. You had Grant Delpit and I think John Johnson over the top. And, and somehow he let, he let Jeff Wilson score on the play, bro. If I could somehow figure out how to put that screenshot up, bro, maybe I'll put it up. Bro, just it was atrocious. The, it, there's four guys that make a tackle and he scores a 30-yard touchdown. But back to my point, 30 inches of snow in Buffalo, probably playing to the Browns' advantage at this point. Um, the Bills don't run the ball at all unless it's Josh Allen. It's got to be a Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt game. I don't want to see Jacoby Brissett throw the ball. I get to see him for one more week. Don't let him throw the ball more than 20 times. Yes, that I mean, you pretty much just covered it all. And the point you want to make when we were at the game, there was not a lot of good things going for the Browns. But outside of that one fumble Nick Chubb had, like he was just like clear and cut, like by far, like the best player like on the field. Even Miles Garrett, he had a very quiet game. He didn't really affect the game too much. But Nick Chubb, he, you know, he, bro- he broke off a nice little 30-yard run right towards our end zone. We got to see that, which was really cool. Just shows how good of a runner he is, and you no, know, they were even down. But it just shows you how much you know they believe in Nick Chubb, and they're still feeding him the ball, which they should. He's the best player on offense by far. And I didn't know about the snow before I picked this game, so that that should be a very very interesting, you know. Yeah, I, I just little, saw that yeah. too, bro. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Bills. I do think they're the better team at home. We saw Devin Singletary in early on in the game. They they got they used him pretty good. He I think he had two touchdowns in the first half. But I mean I I do have questions about the Bills, man. Right now, Josh Allen, he leads the league in ter- in interceptions. I think he leads the league in turnovers in total, and I do believe he is the league leader in interceptions in the red zone by a good margin. So, I mean, where you want the quarterback to be his best in the end zone to score points, Josh Allen is just turning the ball over at a high rate and this is the second game, I believe, two weeks ago against the Jets. We saw him do the same thing, you know, with the chance to go down against a good defense to win the game. Makes a bad play, turns the ball over. This past game, just too many costly turnovers. It doesn't seem like he turns the ball over as much as he does, but the turnovers do seem to be very costly. You know, the fumble in the end zone for touchdowns that, you know, gave the Vikings all the light they need to come back. And then the two interceptions not even in the red zone. These The two interceptions last week were in the end zone. I believe Pat Pete caught both of them. So it's just, it's really hard when Josh Allen is, you know, kind of in this slump playing like this. But I do believe he has the arm talent to throw the ball in the snow. He has the weapons on the outside and Stephon Diggs. Although um, Justin Jefferson had a, you know, crazy unworldly game. Stephon Diggs, you know, had his own one-handed catch and had a really, really good game as well. So we know what he is. Gabe Davis showed up last week as well. So they, they have what it takes to throw the ball in the snow. And we know how good of a runner Josh Allen is. Along if they so long they keep, you know, getting Devin Singletary touches. They brought in Naeem Hines. Uh, James Cook. Get him they have some good running backs, so hopefully they run the ball more. But I mean they, they just cannot rely on Josh Allen so much. And when he's winning, Josh Allen's the best quarterback. We see how he carries them. We see him make the crazy runs, the big-time throws. But when he's not at the top of his game, when he's not playing as well, there's nothing else in Buffalo to help him, and they lose. So it's literally they live by Josh Allen. 
or died by Josh Allen. So it should be interesting the weather you brought up, but I think this Sunday against the Browns, who you saw what the Dolphins did to their defense. I think the Bills' offense is not better than the Dolphins, but on par. And I think they live by Josh Allen this Sunday. So, so you think they're going to be throwing the ball quite not, a lot? Or I'm just asking you because the Browns came into the game against Mike McDaniel, who obviously he's a game planner. He knows, mm. studies his opponents, knows the Browns have a terrible defense, knows that they haven't ran the ball a lot. He was like, I, I think he came into the match knowing that he could run the ball and easily win that football game and control the pace and tempo, and he did, and the Browns weren't ready. Obviously, Tyreek Hill, a big weapon, kind of shut him down. Didn't hear a lot. He got that touchdown late. Yeah, he did have that one bomb that Tua missed him on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even he, say he missed him. Tyreek had a step on both of the safeties, bro. If Tua missed him. If I'm Tua, bro, at this point, I'm just throwing the ball as deep as you can. Like yeah. Tyreek Hill is going to find a way to get to him, bro. Like, He'll get to him. You can't overthrow <laughs> Tyreek Hill, bro. It's impossible. Bro. It, was, it was so funny, bro, because I, 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 I even mentioned it to you, bro. On their first offensive drive when they came out, Tua... It was Tua and Tyreek next to each other. I'm like, bro, there's no way that's Tyreek Hill, dog. Like, he literally made Tua look like a fucking prototypical NFL quarterback, bro. Like 6'4", 6'6", you know, 230, just big quarterback. (laughs) You know, Tyreek Hill standing next to him, bro. Like, like, I knew he was, like, not a big guy. But, I mean, seeing him stand next to Tua and, like, Tua basically tower over him was really telling. And it just shows how, like, how crazy of an athlete that guy is to make the plays that he does on a consistent basis and to be arguably the best receiver in the league. But I think you were going to ask me, do I think the Bills are going to come out and throw the ball? Yeah. I don't think they're going to come out and throw the ball, especially after what they saw last week. And the weather conditions, if you say, you know, if it's going to be snowing like that, I think they'll make it, you know, a point to try to run the ball more. But, I mean, just take a look at last week, uh, last year when they played the um, Patriots, that in that one crazy snow game, Josh Allen was still throwing the ball. So I think they'll try to, you know, run. Obviously, in those weather conditions, you want to run the ball, but I don't think they're going to shy away from passing the ball. Like, you know, we saw Mac Jones and Bill Belichick do last year in those conditions where he threw the ball like what? Like once or twice? He threw the he only threw the ball like six times or some crazy shit like that. So Josh Allen has the arm talent. They have the weapons to where they can throw the ball, and I think we will see them throw the ball still. But I do think they want to prioritize that running game because, like I said, man, I mean, at this point, it's just too much on Josh Allen. I do think he's a really, really, really good quarterback, arguably the second quarterback in the league, but I just don't think right now he's at the point in his career to where he could just completely just backpack a team to a championship. I think other guys, other Things need to step up in order for the Bills to win. And, I mean, that's just a football in general, you know. Like, you can't win one-dimensional. You got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to throw the ball. You got to be able to stop the run. got to be able to stop the pass, just in general. So, I think the Bills need to work on becoming a more complete team. And, you know, the weather might force them to work on that this week. So, I'm going to go with the Bills at home, especially coming off a tough loss. Might force Kevin Stefanski to Joe Woods the game plan uh, defensive <laughs> scheme for once. But let's move on, bro, because I could bash – those two guys all day and the Panthers on the road in Baltimore against the Ravens PJ Walker hurt yes can Baker Mayfield beat his old team I said no I mean that's old team team, his old divisional rival rival, uh Lamar went to the bathroom came back after a dookie (laughs) and then 
duked on the Cleveland Browns. That was a primetime game, wasn't it? What yeah, was that? I think it was Monday Thursday night. night Monday was, night? It was at th- I think it was a Monday night. I yeah. think it was on ESPN. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and obviously that touchdown. That was two years ago, It was right? a tough one, I think. 2020, or was it last year? I think it was 2020. Or was it, it last year? It might have been 21. Either way, either way. Because I don't think it was 20, because not yet. Because that game kind of like gave us lower hopes for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, uh, I could go on a spiral all day, but I, I I got the Ravens, bro. Lamar, you talked about it. You think he could lead a team to a championship? I also agree with you. One of the better quarterbacks in the league, top five. Baker Mayfield probably has some type of CTE symptoms after headbutting <laughs> his own line. Yeah, that clip was insane, dog. <laughs> like, oh bro, you just like you know CTE exists, and you watch him do that. I, I want to know. Like, like four, it was like five, six plays straight, dog. I, I was sitting there and there was a bunch of things running through my mind, but the most prominent thing is like, I wonder what his wife was like thinking when he <laughs> when she saw that clip, bro. Just I, I ain't trying to bash any, but like, bro, if I saw my like significant other doing something like that, I'd be like, are you good? Like, come on, man, what's you, wrong with you? You know, that's that passion Baker has, man. Ever since those OU days, man, he could have passion without headbutting his. Offensive line without a helmet. I know you on, remember that, that Kansas game, man. <laughs> bro, he has I, a history, dog. All right, listen. I <laughs> I love Baker Mayfield, bro. I I genuinely do, bro. But he's just right now he can't succeed in the NFL, and then he does some like crackhead stuff like that, bro. Baker, uh, put a helmet on a head, but I'm like, you, you got a helmet, and they're 200 pounds heavier than you. Like I I just I don't get it. Baker, maybe fix your footwork, and then we could talk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this game is pretty much self-explanatory. Panthers with the second overall pick against the Ravens, who I just said are Super Bowl contenders, or at least have the potential to be. Give me the Ravens off of a bye week. Hopefully they get a little more healthy. I know Mark Andrews was banged up that last game, so hopefully he comes back this week a little more healthy. I just think the Ravens are the better team. They have they had extra time to game plan. Although the uh, Panthers do get, they kind of get that little extended bye week with playing Thursday night last week. So, I mean, this game could get ugly, bro. It really could. Mini bye, but yeah, but give me the Ravens. I think at home they should handle business. Lamar should you know perform very well against a subpar defense and. The Ravens' defense that hasn't been as good, you know, this is a great game, you know, turnaround game, play a team that hasn't been able to get much going on on offense, step up, make a few big plays, get guys, you know, playing with a lot more confidence, and hopefully they can turn things around and possibly win their division at the end of the year. But this week, I don't think the Panthers get it done on the road, and I got the Ravens, man. And obviously, with all my heart, I I want the Panthers to win, obviously, being the Ravens' division rivals, but... Uh, I mean, if the Panthers win, I'm not mad, but good for them. But I just don't see it happening. Um, Detroit Lions go to MetLife in East Rutherford against the Giants. Um, The Lions, they won two in a row, bro. They could make things interesting, in my opinion. This game, I think it's going to be a close one, bro. I think it's going to be one of those fourth quarters comes down to either who has the ball last or who made – 
the least amount of mistakes in the mm-hmm. end of the game. Lions, Giants, Lions run game looking real good. St. Brown kind of getting back to full force. Giants coming off the bye, well rested. They played last week. Who the? They did. Yeah, they played. They oh, beat you're right. You're the right. Texans. The Texans. Yeah. I'm tripping. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, basically you might bye. Well, week. Yeah, might yeah. as well say it's a bye. But I mean, but it was it was a close game. The, the Texans. They, no. They yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm still gonna take the Giants. Like I said, it could be a close game. Yeah. Could come down least turnovers. Danny Dimes, is he going to fumble? We'll see. Can the Giants defense get back to form? He's cleaned it up. At home, that's really the reason I'm going with the Giants. At home, it's a tough place to play. New York, big city, might be a little little chilly. The Lions aren't in the dome, so we'll see. Yeah, when I was um, making the spread this morning in class, and I was was looking at the games, I was like, ooh, Lions-Giants. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a great time for you to pick the Lions. I'm like... Please let them be at home. Please let them be at home. And they were on the road. I'm like, fuck. Like, and we <laughs> talked about it after the um, Dolphins game on the way home. Like, that was Dan Campbell's first career road win against the Bears last week. So, obviously, they struggle on the road. Wait, wait, wait. Nah, nah. Maybe his first for, road win for the Giants. For the, for the Lions. For the Lions. Well, as yeah, yeah. the Lions head coach. Okay, yeah, okay. that was his first. That was their first road win. I better say, Dan Campbell's first first win was on the road against the Titans. Well, yeah, I mean, for the yeah, Lions. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. I just. But, I mean, I think this game, we're just going to see what the Giants do best, man. They're just going to give the Lions a heavy dose of Saquon Barkley, bro. <laughs> I think he had like 30 carries last week or some shit. They're running this man like he doesn't have a like injury history. And so far, he's been able to hold up to it, looking like one of the best backs in the league, playing like he won that big contract, and that's what he's asking for. So we'll see if the Giants dish it out. But I mean, I think Saquon just runs he can pretty much just runs pretty much all over the Lions. Like you said, Daniel Jones has cleaned up the mistakes this year. Limit those turnovers. If this was in Detroit and that Lions offense was at home, they've been really, really good at home. Not good on the road. I think it could be competitive for a few quarters, but ultimately, I, I think Saquon Barkley pretty much has a has a big game this weekend. He runs all over the Lions. Although that Lions offense can score points, and Giants defense isn't as good, so they could put some points up. But like I said, I, I think Saquon pretty much you know puts a stamp on this game, and the Giants win at home. Next game up, I I mean. I already said garbage bowl, but this this might take the reins, bro. Not gonna lie, I I think this takes the reins, no doubt. In all honesty, Raiders Broncos, um, Raiders don't know how to win. Um, Broncos just obviously not living up to their standards at all. Devontae Adams continues to eat. See the Devontae Adams this game and Josh last week Jacobs, was crazy, bro. Yeah, against the Colts, that sh- that shit was insane, dog. Like you Just look at it, he should have one or two guys. It's either Josh him, Jacobs or Devontae. You feel bad for Devontae? Yes, bro. The dude that wanted out. I'm just saying he not winning, bro. Like he's one of my favorite receivers. Him, like I mean, he got the bag. That's cool, bro. But I want to see him win, dog. Um, you s- Derek Carr was crying at his press conference. <laughs> oh my god! I, I do you even. <sighs> to get fucking replaced this offseason. Can you put all the blame on Derek Carr? Like, can no, you sit... their defense is not good. The defense isn't good. Coaching, we know uh, Josh McDaniels, 
or Josh Daniels, bro, he's never been a good head coach. And he continues to get hired. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Um, Either way. I just think, I think it's a combination of everything, man. Yeah. Derek Carr not playing the best football that we've seen him be able to play. You know, that defense is not really playing good at all. And, you know, like you said, Josh Daniels, I think he's doing an okay job. It could be better. But, I mean, this year they're 0-6 in one possession game. So, like, it just shows, excuse me, that they're in, you know, contention. They're right there. They just can't get over that hump. And they kind of remind me of the Vikings last year where I think they lost every single one-score game they played. And then, you know, this year they turn it around and now they're eight and one. They're winning those one possession games. So the Raiders, they're in a very weird spot right now. They just have no pass rush. Like outside of Max Crosby, no one on that defense is making plays. So I think some things need to be changed personnel wise and coaching wise. But they're just in a very weird place because they should be so much better than what their record is right now. They should have so many more wins, but they just can't get it done in those, you know, close games and it shows that, you know, being able to win those close games is a skill because you can easily just lose them like we see the Raiders doing this year. Yeah, I mean, we, we both got the Broncos, if you guys can tell. Yeah, I mean, but... Yeah, who 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 knows, bro? Exactly. One of the two Raiders wins this year, I believe, was against the Broncos. So. It, it wouldn't be a surprise, bro, at all. Like, you just flip a coin, but yeah. mile high. And, oh my, bro, Rust is... I was watch. I was watching the clips and the highlights of that um Titans Broncos. He was game. also up there in passing leaders. Russ, yeah, bro. I, I think he was like fourth. I don't know what I, bro. The shit I was seeing, bro, was just it was like head scratching, dog. He just doesn't. It looks like I don't know if it's the O line. He just doesn't trust in him, but he literally is just in the pocket and he just runs around and just throws the ball down the down the field. And I, I think. You know what everyone is saying? You like, oh, Russ can't throw in the middle. He doesn't hit the middle of the field. I think it's kind of getting to him because all of those, you know, like big throws and like all the shots you see him take, like, are down the middle of the field, and he just he's like either under pressure or is like scrambling or the, the dude's double covered. But he that that Broncos offense is just it's not fun to watch at all. Next up, Cowboys Vikings in Minnesota. I think it's a close one, man. I've been rocking with the Cowboys all year, kind of. They've been my team. Tony Pollard's been eating this year. Yes. Uh, Cowboys. what? The Cowboys have been your team? Okay, okay, all right. See, bro, you obviously... I've been picking them in the pickums this oh, year. Okay, you okay. know what I meant, bro. No, like, come on. All right. I, I got to clarify, bro. Even I if you're talking clarify. like that, bro, like, you haven't even, like... Been like talking about the Cowboys, bro. No, but I've been I've been picking them heavily in the pickums, and if also your team. I would at least I've, expect you to like be saying like, "Oh, I really like what like their defense." Like Dak has been playing good. NFC, CD stepped up. Like, NFC East. I picked them to win it in the beginning of the year. Did you I not? Just haven't talked about them, bro. I mean, we we'll talk about every team every week. No, like, but I'm saying like if it, they your okay, team, they're, you they're not my team. team, bro. But they've been a or, team I've been picking heavily this year. Let me rephrase it, bro. Oh, I apologize. Anyways, Cowboys, Vikings. I picked the Cowboys a lot, bro. In Minnesota, I could see the Cowboys sneaking one out because, you know, the Vikings riding that, that high after 
after a big win um, and with their record right now. But Cowboys last week saw a meme. So one time in 10 years that Mike McCarthy has won uh, the Packers a football game, blew it against the Pack. Uh, last week, let Aaron Rodgers resurrect his career, praying to the ayahuasca gods. So, I got Minnesota, bro. That combo, Dalvin Cook, Alex Madison, I like it. Jay Jets, Kirk Cousins takes care of the football. Uh, Vikings, I feel like they'll come out with it. But if not, bro, the Cowboys could easily take this one. It's definitely a winnable game for Dak. and could be a swing game, especially after the Eagles lost last week. Get a little momentum, still might not win the NFC East, but you get that momentum late in the season, wildcard team, you're able to make a push with that. Yeah, I think I think the Cowboys will win this game. I'm still not completely bought in on the Vikings. I do think they're a good team. I think they'll compete, but earlier in the podcast, I mentioned I got a few teams over them that I would pick over them in the playoffs, and right now the Cowboys are one of them. Their defense, you know, we saw last week the Packers ran the ball pretty good against them. They haven't been the best against the run this year. But in terms of pass defense, Trayvon Diggs has been playing at a good level. He's, you know, cleaned up those coverage issues that he had last year where he was like just just a ball hawk, but he was getting beat, you know, through the air. He's looked a lot better. Michael Parsons, arguably the best pass rusher in the league. He's kind of disappeared or quiet down recently yeah he's been quiet the last few weeks so I expect him to step it up he's you know one of the best defensive players in the league I just think this Cowboys defense will be too much of a problem for Kirk it'll be really fun to see that battle between Jay Jets and um Diggs on the outside that'll be pretty fun to watch but I just think Dak cleans up those mistakes that he made last week against the Packers to not really two kind of boneheaded interceptions that, you know, brought the Packers back to life and kept them in the game the whole time. So Dak cleans it up. They just run the ball. I think Zeke might be coming back next week. And <laughs> Jerry Jones is stuck on him being RB1 <laughs> as an Eagles fan. I agree. Hey, Coach just, Jerry. Just let, let Zeke be RB1 because <laughs> I'd rather see Zeke than the guy sitting behind him and Tony Pollard who's averaging like over five yards of carry this year. He's been insane, super explosive. I just, I just, I, I feel more confident in the Cowboys. They're two point favorites on the road. Vikings, the home dog. Give me the Cowboys, man. Little NFC East bias, but I do think, I do think they're the better team. Next game up. And side note, I believe this is game is in the four o'clock window, so it'll be closer to prime time. So you might get Kirk Cousins. Might he might not be? Yeah, he might not be. You know that early window Kirk Cousins, man. He might be a little closer to prime time, Kirk. Well, what what you're saying that give me extra time to think. Made my uh, change of picks on this game division matchup: Bengals Steelers. Uh, I originally had the Bengals. I switched to the Steelers. Not for any uh, actual reason, to be honest with you. Just want the Bengals to lose. I dislike them somehow more than the Steelers right now. Uh, Just because that boy Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, they do a lot of talking. Uh, Steelers really can't do much talking anymore. TikTok boys are gone. Don't, Don't dislike them as much. Still hate Mika. But is what it is. Uh, T.J. Watt back. Yeah. Pass rush presence. Joe Burrow, O-line, not good. No, not at all. So you might see him get to it. 
the Bengals, we've seen them fold against the Browns in prime time. Uh, four o'clock window, closer to prime time. Uh, but either way, I mean, I'm rocking with the Steelers. Najee started to get something uh, cooking last week. Started not not really as good as last year, but he started to show some flashes that he yeah. can still run the football. He actually has vision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to rock with the Steelers this week. Need the Bengals to lose, bro. Steelers... I just don't believe in Kenny Pickett down the stretch, but I think at home, muster this one out. Defense might get them this win. Yeah, this is so unfortunate for the Bengals, bro, because this year they literally – T.J. Watt has missed a handful of games, and the two times they played the Steelers, they're literally getting the best version of him. They got him week one where he – T.J. Watt and that defense literally won them the game in Cincinnati. They stole that game from him. Since then, he's been injured – he was out last week. He came back. That's a game, you know, get the rust off. So this week, you know, you're expecting a more, a better, healthier T.J. Watt. And that Bengals online has not been good this year. So they get to see T.J. Watt at full force once again when he's missed over half the season. Very unfortunate for the Bengals the way that worked out. But the Bengals coming off of a bye, I think they have enough time to, you know, scheme up some stuff. And that run game has been looking a lot better with Joe Mixon two weeks ago. Had like, what, five total touchdowns? So hopefully, yeah, hopefully this game, they're able to run the ball more, kind of, you know, to um, seduce the pass rush, keep the Steelers more even. Jamar Chase, I think he's still out this week. Hold up, bro. Um, You said said seduce the pass rush? Yeah, if you can run the ball, the pass rush won't be as good because they have to account for the run. So, I don't think seduce is the right word, but go ahead. Or subdue. My yeah, fault. Yeah. Subdue the pass rush. I'm, yeah I was the like, bro, I don't, yeah. what, I don't know what the pass rush is doing to the Bengals, but. Hopefully they, you know, make it easier on that O-line. <laughs> Most O-linemen like to, you know, oh, run a block and pass block. That. Either way, I mean, it's on the road because the, the Steelers did steal that first game. But I, right now, I think the Bengals, the Bengals are a better team, and I think they've cleaned up a lot of stuff since the last time they played in Week One, and their defense has been playing at a really high level as well. So I'm gonna take the Bengals. Next game up, Chiefs Chargers Sunday Night Football. And the Chargers looking like a shell of a team right now. Really, really, I I don't even need to do too much talking here. Chiefs Pat Mahomes on the road. Kadarius Tony, he got involved last week with a tutty. Yeah, like six catches for 90 yards and a touchdown, something like that. Starting to get him involved to the offense just adds another weapon with Juju, MVS, run game, the running backs that they get involved, that the trio that they swap in and out like it's nothing. I mean, just too many weapons on offense for the Chargers. Defense not not good at all for the Chargers. And you're going to rely on Herbert to throw the ball 37 times in a football game with zero weapons at all. They Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs should win this game. I mean, the Chiefs are playing like the best team in football right now, especially after the, you know, the Bengals, not the Bengals, excuse me, the Bills and the Eagles kind of looked a little shaky last week. The uh, Chiefs are just doing nothing but getting better, better every week. With that being said, I'm picking the Chargers. For the Chargers, they already lost one early against the Chiefs on the road. So for them to pretty much, you know, have any hope at winning this division 
or, you know, being more competitive even in the playoff seating, this is a big, big, like a big game for them. This is pretty much, you know, I'm not going to say their season on the line, but if they win this game against the Chiefs, it looks a lot better. So I'm going to say this is a must win for the Chargers. And I think Justin Herbert with his back against the wall, broken ribs, missing his left tackle, missing his two number one, two targets out on, on the outside and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. That defense is really, really banged up. So I think we can see a shootout. And I think Justin Herbert has a performance where he, you know, tries to solidify himself as one of the top quarterbacks because at this point, it's a must-win game. And division matchups, division rivals, we've seen crazier stuff happen. I know the Chargers really don't have a home field advantage because they play in SoFi, and that's never really been a home field for them or the Rams. But primetime in a, you know, do-or-die must-win game, I think the Chargers just come out... They, you know, just swing it for the fences, you know, hopefully a couple of those swings hit. And I think the Chargers could come out and win a pretty good game. Monday Night Football, uh, 49ers on the road in Arizona. Kind of sitting here thinking about this one. I got the Niners. I'm going to stick with the Niners. But if K1's playing, I could see it going the other way. Cardinals in desperate need of a win right now in order to keep kind of keep it pushing with them uh, as the season progresses. But I think that the, the Niners got too many weapons with CMC out there. Shanahan coached offense. You're going to get them involved. Limit the throws by Jimmy. If he does throw the ball, those quick, quick slants, quick, get the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Just control the tempo of the game in the Cardinals. Uh, James Conner came back. They cut, you know, Benjamin. <laughs> our, our, bro, I don't know what's up with that, bro. He, that was your boy. Who who's that? They had the, who's their other running back they had? They were running Eno Benjamin and who was the other dude? Uh, I don't even know. Fuck, bro. I gotta look his name up now, bro. But I don't know why they would do that. Eno is probably gonna get picked up by somebody. Uh, I got the Niners. It's gonna lead in my next question. After you make this final pick, I got I got one extra kind of take for you. Oh, they had Daryl Williams, but he's on IR. So they have Keontae Ingram. I have no idea who that is, but that's their RB2 right now. Mark Maybe Daryl Williams cousin. is coming off of IR soon. I don't know. I, I just know that James Conner came back and they cut, you know. Yeah, I did see. Well, they would have, what, like, I think four running backs on their roster. I mean, every team basically does. So that would, I mean, be, not, that would be a maybe fifth, not that would be a fifth running back, I believe. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much of a pay cut they're saving with you know, like go just just make your pick, bro. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take the 49ers. 49ers are a team, and they they have some experience on the defensive and offensive end. Kind of like you mentioned with the Cowboys getting hot at the right time, and the 49ers could be one one of those teams playing against the Cardinals. I mean. Last week, we've seen, you know, the recipe for success for the 49ers. Don't let Jimmy Garoppolo throw a touchdown. I believe there some stat came out saying that he's 10-2 when he doesn't throw a, t- a passing touchdown. That's so, all that, yeah. yeah, so they win games when he doesn't throw a passing touchdown. I mean, but like you say, I mean, I think this offense is just there's too many weapons. Kittle, he's been back. 
we know what Christian McCaffrey brings in this running scheme. You know, the little West Coast zone run. Shanahan loves to run. Ayuk, he's kind of, you know, been sneaky good these last few games. He's kind of stepped up and not going to say taken over the wide receiver wide receiver one role, but Debo's been banged up. Played last week, but Ayuk has looked really good. Debo coming back a little healthy. I just think this 49ers team on offense and defense will be too much for the Cardinals, even if Kyler Murray does play. 49ers are they're one of those teams right now in the, in the NFC that, as an Eagles fan, if we have to see them in the playoffs, you know, I'm praying Jordan Davis is back and Jonathan Gannon has the answer for the run game because that's what they do best is run the ball. And I think they get it done against the 49ers on Monday night. That, that one extra thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr., eyeing a return to the NFL, man. A lot of talks going around. Cowboys, Bills, uh, return to New York. What's your take? Um, I mean, if Odell, if he's anything like he was last year, I think it'll be a good addition to a, any team that's trying to contend. You know, he's he was a good deep he was a deep threat for the Rams last year. Made a couple big plays in the Super Bowl before, unfortunately, tearing his ACL. I mean, yeah, I think he just goes to a contender. You know, had another weapon to a team that desperately needs it. The Bill, I mean, yeah, I could see the Bills. I mean, the Packers, it would be nice, but they're not going to win. So, I don't think he would want to go there. I, I just think he needs to go to a contending team. It'd be interesting. Maybe if, like, he goes to um maybe, like, the Ravens, give Lamar, like, a true wide receiver one. But I don't it's know a, if at yeah, this bro, point in like, his career, he's a wide receiver one. Or like, even maybe if he want to play, in, it's a running run-first offense, like, it's not yeah. air raid, like, throw the ball like the Rams but, was I mean, with Matt Stafford. They, they, if Odell goes to the Ravens, it, it, it could help them, you know, open up the game plan because Lamar now legitimately has, you know, a proven wide receiver one in the league. But kind of like you mentioned, I think at this point, he's more of a complementary piece than the centerpiece in his offense. But that's not taking anything away from him. I mean, he's I had mean, two think, ACL injuries. Yeah, bro. so it, it's kind of tough. And he's, you know... On the other side of 30 now, he just turned 30, I believe, a few like last month or a few weeks ago. So I, I definitely think he should end up, you know, on a, on a contending team. Maybe a team like the Vikings kind of give um Kirk even more help. I mean, outside of Justin Jefferson, there. I mean, Hawkinson has been a good addition, but I mean, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne haven't really, you know, stepped up. So it could be cool to see Odell, Odell and JJS playing together. They could make a push, but. Yeah, I think he'd be a nice piece for any contending team, you know. Just want to put this out there, man. Odell, if you want to return to Cleveland. <laughs> Odell to Miami, wide receiver three. Yeah, I, I was I was going to say something like that, but they don't even need it. I mean, we, we saw it, bro. Uh, Sherfield, man, he's a wide receiver three. I think he could be a wide receiver two on any team, bro. Yeah, Sherfield was snapping, bro. And then, and then you still got Cedric Wilson, who's no scrub either, bro. I mean, they're they're deep at the receiver position. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins move on from Gesicki at some point, though. Maybe try to get something from him. But for him, you don't see Tua utilize the tight ends too much. If they do, it's, I mean, I really don't see a drop-off between Gesicki and Smythe. Maybe just in the red zone, but. What's his name? Got an end zone, too. The fullback, Ingold? Oh, yeah, Ingold. Yeah, he scored. Yeah. 
Bro, saw, you know you know Mike McDaniel likes using that fullback. He, yeah, Kyle Hughes check. I mean, like, come on, bro. I saw he makes anybody um, look nice. I think it was PFF. I think he was the highest graded player in PFF this past week. Yeah, because he's on the field for like twelve snaps. <laughs> yeah. But man, I mean that concludes our episode twelve, week eleven NFL season. We're here, you know, every Tuesday recording the podcast drops, Wednesday, Thursday nights. Um, Shout out Jimmy, man. Great defensive stop against D-Book to get the win, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we could talk about that real quick. I was watching that game last night. Shit was Big crazy. Max FaceTime me. Shout out Big Max if he ever decides to watch the podcast and not just your TikTok. <laughs> um, bro, I mean, I was watching that game. Let me just talk about Kyle Lowry for a second because I got to get this off my chest. I watched him hit a big-time shot, a good three-pointer, and I'm like, all right, Kyle, maybe, maybe I'm hating on you a little too much. Now, keep in mind the possession before, I was so mad at him. He threw a terrible pass, almost turned the ball over. Somehow, uh, I think it was Caleb Martin stuck with it, threw it back in, whatever. I'm like, all right, next possession, comes down, does the same exact thing, almost turns the ball over. He's like running around, fighting for his life. And then he throws up like some dumb, dumb, bro, dumb layup. Bam's there to clean it up with the putback. Just like, bro, what are you doing out here? Uh, I, I don't know, bro. Just Kyle Lowry, bro. If you're that bad in the playoffs every year, just <laughs> he's starting to show in a regular season now too, bro. It make me would just trade him, bro. I, like Westbrook doesn't sound too bad at this point, but he's probably just as bad. I just. Had to get that Kyle Lowry off my chest. Max Struess, uh, he was struggling a little last night. Hit a couple of big shots late. Duncan Robinson's playing some good basketball the past couple weeks. Bam, he had like 30 and 10 last night. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, obviously, he's going to give you all effort, all heart. And that stop on D-Book, I mean, it was two stops. He had the block shot the first time. Aiden gets the rebound. Good job by Bam to recover off the offensive board. Mm-hmm. Kicks it out to D-Book. Who just hit a three on that same wing. Tough three moving. Thought he had a chance to hit it, bro. But I mean, Jimmy had some clamps on him, bro. So you know Jimmy gonna play with heart. Hug Spolstra at the end. There was always that talk about last year when they were yelling <laughs> at each other. Man, them boys wanna win, bro. Jimmy will do anything to take the win. Might raise his voice a little, bro, but that's just Jimmy at the end of the day. Yeah, and while we're on the topic of basketball, Embiid had a crazy, crazy two games, bro. Some I saw it was like he had over a hundred points in like twenty four hours, dog. Because they were, I believe, yeah. they were back to back games. No, nah, but that last game he had against the Jazz was fucking insane, bro. He dropped a fifty ball. I think it was like fifty six or fifty nine. Yeah, I think it was damn near sixty. And then he had like seven blocks, like ten or eleven boards, I Did believe, he... and like eight assists or some shit. He was almost had a quadruple double. Like he was close. No, I mean talks to the NBA right now. It, it's between two P and B. Obviously, who's proven himself in this league, but continues to amaze. Like, and then obviously SGA, who right now is hooping on another planet. <laughs> fucking, is that the real Maple Jordan? Like, I know that was fucking. <laughs> um, that was Andrew Wiggins' name coming out of high school, but SGA has been fucking hooping like he's Jordan. That little stat we saw, and was that you or Max that, into the group chat? Yeah. That he's like averaging the most points, shooting like fifty three point nine percent from the field. Like the only person to ever do that, shooting guard wise, was fucking Jordan, bro. Like SGA is on another level right now. He's hooping, bro, and he's not happy. The 
Thunder losing, which is it's it, interesting, it's, bro. It's, it's insane. Yeah, because he's dropping thirty piece. I mean, not saying thirty bro, piece teams could lose. But. He's playing like one of the best players in the league right now, but yet the Thunder's is still a super super young team, and they have all these draft picks, and they're still trying to develop. But SGA is just on another level right now. He's he's, I mean, he opened up his game. He's got a consistent three ball now, and there's pretty much nothing he can't do on the offensive end, man. Yeah, and, and I don't know who it was, but he dropped someone the other day, pulled up, hit the shot. Derek White, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I, I enjoyed that. I, I'm not a Derek <laughs> White Derek fan. White for not some a Derek reason. White fan at all. He just, bro, I, I don't know what it is with you and Derek White, but you guys <laughs> got, like, personal beef I don't know about. But, I mean. You deserve that cross. Those, those two off. people are hooping on another planet right now. They are. Yeah, Harden to get back. And B can keep playing like this, and Harden comes back to the way he was before his injury, man. Sixers. I was going to say, Embiid, man, if you ever want to make the trip down to Miami and reunite with Jimmy, <laughs> it's open. That'd be insane, bro. <laughs> Jimmy Ben trying to get Embiid if they, back. Bro, if there was some way they could keep Bam, bro, imagine. Like, oh, nah. Embiid at the five, no. Bam at the four. <laughs> bro, I, honestly, bro, you might have to trade Bam just because – and B likes that floor spacing and yeah. bam, not really a shooter. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, I would do it, bro. Fuck you. Yeah, so would I. I mean, but bam's obviously got the age, which is not nearly the skill set in the offense. Yeah, and B has Embiid in the isn't post. even, what is he, like 28? Like yeah, he, 20, might, he might be 29, something like that. He's upper 20s. And it's the NBA, bro. Like, at this, bro, we're seeing people be able to you know, play into their, well, into their 30s at a high level. So. No doubt, but. And be the guy who we know to have injuries. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be mad about it, bro. He Not can still give you two or three seasons of like you know top. Yeah, I'm just trying to win a championship. I mean, yeah. he. It's not like they're a rebuild team. They're a big market team. They could obviously go out and make a splash in free. What would agency. you give up for Embiid? I'd give up anything but Jimmy. Yeah, anything but Jimmy. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, Hero. But I, I would trade Hero too. I would, yeah, I would, I would trade Hero as well. I mean, you still got shooting. You know, Caleb Martin, Struess is one of the highest percentages this year from the three. So, I mean, I would do it. I mean, just take Lowry in a trade package. <laughs> Get Lowry out of Miami? Yeah. Just, I don't care, bro. Bro, the Heat are in so many rumors, bro. I've seen so many trade rumors with the Heat over the last few yeah, days. Yeah, it was like, like Crowder. <laughs> yeah. Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Who oh, There was somebody else, bro. Oh, they were trying to bring it like Crowder and um Pirtle from San Antonio. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I, I want nothing to do with Jay Crowder again. Dude, he had his time in Miami. It's, it's done, Listen, bro. if Jimmy Butler's first team all heart, Jay Crowder's like second team all heart, man. He'll give you his all. Bro, he had the greatest bubble playoff performance until he got to the finals. And he forgot how to play. Just forgot. Now, it was hooping, bro. He was giving us everything we needed. And it fell off. Now, P.J. Tucker, he wants to come back in that Embiid package. We could talk, but... Yeah, P.J. Nah, bro, PJ should never left, bro. He, like, embodied that heat culture, bro. Bro, he exa- I thought he fit so well, he bro. Did. I don't know what... Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm Jimmy not. You should have hit that fucking that. three, bro. Oh, oh my bro, gosh, I, dog. you get me hot now, bro. We have to sign insane, off, bro. It's getting too late, insane, dog. But episode twelve, man. Shout out Curry too, man. Light skin, you know. Shout out for the light skins. He's been hooping on another world as well. Hey. Warriors are like one of the best teams when he's on the court, and then they're one of like the bottom teams when he's off the court. It's insane. Hey. That's all stat. That's no news for me, bro. <laughs> if you're still a Curry hater in 2022, just get over it. 
He's going for the MVP this year, man. I mean, all right, famous Los. <laughs> um, no, I saw this that earlier. Um, Colt, Kirk Goldsberry posted it. <laughs> the uh, Warriors have a plus 6.8 net rating when Curry's on the court. And when he's off, they have a negative 15.9 rating when he's off the court. That just shows you how insane Curry's been playing and how good he is still this late in his career. Yeah, bro. Greatest shooter of all time. No doubt. Um, Any last thoughts? Uh, no, nah, man. I pretty much carved it all. Yes, sir. Episode 12, man. Good episode. Go to go pod on TikTok. Go to go. YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify. Like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Hit that share button if you're listening to Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, whatever platform it is. On the go, check out TikTok, man. Make sure to follow. Drop a like. Drop, drop a comment. Appreciate it. Let us know if y'all want to see anything new. If y'all like what y'all seeing, just let us know, man. We listen to everything. Appreciate everybody. Catch y'all next week.